0: This is the Steve Zabin Show. You don't know what the hell you're
1: doing! On the Team 980 and the team 980com What the hell is he doing? Here he is, the Zabe. The schedule's out! The fake schedule's out! I love Kevin Sheehan. He is such a fanatic. We'll go through the mock schedule for the Redskins before we find out for real tomorrow night what uh it's going to look like one of the big question marks is going to be how zealous is that the right word is zealous a word how zealous will the normal nfl fans be when it comes to okay boom boom schedules out let's go airfare tickets hotel airfare tickets hotel lots of fans travel during football season to see their favorite teams In certain cities, and this is going to be the biggest year, or at least it hopes to be the biggest year for increased travel for fans, because two new glistening stadiums are due to open Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Los Angeles seems to be more problematic, uh, but Las Vegas could be as well. That said, you got Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. And you've got teams like the Green Bay Packers, who have fans all around the country, but also fans who travel, no doubt wanting to get down there to see perhaps one last time Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. That's if Brady is still upright by then, and that's if Jordan Love hasn't beaten out one Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there. And if the game in Tampa between the Buccaneers and the Packers is in September, bah, you can have it. Because the weather is still nice up north, it's not going to be as you know highly sought after. The NFL, in the last couple of days, has just ironed out its refund issue in case they cannot have fans in the stands. This is a very smart move to make sure that they get as many people charging through that ticket door on Thursday night when the schedule is out. Uh, knowing that, okay, I can get my money back and not just get a credit. What I don't understand, though, Scott, is that apparently 14 states do not allow certain ticket resellers to refund cash money. They have to give a credit. Right. It's apparently a state law. So what yes. is, do you know what the deal is on that? Ticketmaster
0: and seat geek who do the secondary market thing they have pledged to the nfl or publicly or both they're gonna give you a full refund for all ticket sales no within no more than 30 days of the event cancellation or adjustment to fanless stubhub will only do so in the 14 states where it's required by law right you said 14 require it or 36 i saw
1: i saw that said 14 states prohibit okay cash so 36 refunds. of them
0: StubHub will take your business and deal with you, but in the other 14, they're going to go, you want a credit Hands for are concert tied. stuff? Yeah, you want to see the uh, Hanson reunion? We're good on you. You can probably reapply your funds
1: to that. Why do some, some states not allow Ticketmaster refunds? Let's see if the Google machine... Uh, can help, uh, has please. That, uh, purchase policy, ticket master, how do I get a refund? Text me out here. I know you guys know. 330-99-Zabe. That just seemed kind of weird right there. This is a anecdotal and totally unscientific piece of... I don't even want to call it data. It's not data. This is a anecdotal point of information. So... I've said how I want to do Zay Vegas in early November when the Masters is going on and football is going on. And, Scott, you have pledged to come, come hell or high water. You are guaranteed news, to come, and I appreciate that.
0: A little bit Just of news kidding. on that. I was checking because we had several fr- several family, friends, and relatives who rescheduled bar mitzvahs from the springtime, pushed them into October, November. But I found out last night that on the schedule, November is
1: apparently clear. Wow. Okay. So I— I'd good. love to be there. That's buddy. good so far. However, oh, right. one one of my guys, he didn't in fact, two of the guys have not even waited that like right now this is still a twinkle in my eye. Okay. Sure. This of is a Vegas is. In, in November. And so I've done no actual, you know, hard formulation of a plan. They already went out, they went all uh Leroy Jenkins and got hotel rooms to Jenkins. That's, that's and guess great. what? Guess what? Prices are sky high. Wh- How is that possible? Is that the desperation it-
0: factor? The hunger. so I hungry will take. I will drink your money
1: and your milkshake. I don't know. The uh. simplest explanation would be simply: there is demand. For Vegas, which is a wonderful place to go and be, and a giant rock splashed down in spring when there was going to be a lot of people going, and it's displaced a lot of water, and so therefore the water has been splashed into the fall when it looks like we're going to have a lot of things going on, and people are now... You know, scoping, scoping out, and scooping up, and getting hotel rooms, even though the damn city is not even open right now. For God's sakes, we might have to play blackjack in some hermetically sealed plastic bubble, like Bubble Boy playing Yahtzee, or what? What was the game? Scrabble, Moops, right? Or no, Moors? I forget. Moors. Texters. What game was, was he playing it was inside? Moops, right. Yeah, it was supposed to be Moors, but instead right. he said Moops, and I don't know why that was, but okay. Anyway, that said. It's an interesting thing. I'm like, what does that mean? Does it mean people are irrationally optimistic? Trivial, Is it pursuit. Hotels, trivial pursuit. Is it hotels that are saying, we've got to make up what we have lost, so therefore right now we're going to get people locked in at a high rate. Now, they're not really locked in because most cancellation policies for hotels are no more than 72 hours in advance of checking in so i mean you got time Mm -hmm. but i don't know what's going on there it's just it's fascinating i mean if it's just gung-ho optimism from degenerate gamblers and sports fans like me then i'm all about it man you know me team positivity let's let's look on the bright side of things if it's something else i don't quite get it but okay whatever so the question is going to be how how active will people be booking their travel for an nfl season that we hope is going to come off Mostly normal, but otherwise uh, could not. So we'll see. A lot of people don't want to get on a plane right now. They don't want to go stay in a hotel right now. They don't want to get sit in a stadium even if they say, well, everything's under mostly control. So, yeah, bing, bang, boom. Going to be Roger some juicy games. Helps. Ticket, That's for sure. It does. The, yeah. It helps get you in the door at least. So mm-hmm. there is that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, the schedule, the mock schedule from Kevin Sheehan. He thinks he's got a good eye for what will be or won't be a nationally televised game we're not going to be one of the highest items in the nfl but we always get our share of games being market size tradition etc etc i think ron rivera is the new head coach adds a little bit of sizzle as well we'll do kevin's mock schedule next now back to the steve zabin show on the team 980 and 95.9 fm Hey, this just coming in today, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says elective surgeries can resume effective immediately, and beginning tomorrow, his stay-at-home order will be broadened to allow people to do more outdoor activities like golf, tennis, boating, fishing, and camping. State beaches and playgrounds can reopen as well. Huzzah. Huzzah. Ding. All right, Kevin Sheehan's on the phone with us right now, the schedule maker. We're about to go through your mock schedule. Kevin, can I borrow you for five quick minutes to uh, understand some of the logic behind this? Good afternoon, sir. How are you?
2: Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Why so formal? <laughs> Good.
1: By the way, I love it, the fact that this uh, mock is out today, and we have a possible shot of winter weather Saturday. Are you, What is your model is, showing is, on is, that?
2: Is, is that actually true? I think yeah. I saw something on Twitter. Really?
1: Yeah, you got it. As soon as we hang up,
2: so as soon as we hang true. up,
1: you need to get on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll get on that. Um, but I you know, it's May. Come on. It's it's not going to happen. But all right, so have you guys been making fun of my my mock schedule per usual?
1: I, I honestly, I, I, I only make fun of it in the lightest of ways. I actually love it as sort of a bit of uh, fandom Kichikana. And every year I like to look at it. And you have good logic. You have good logic as to how the league may apportion things. You've got the Redskins ticketed for two primetime games. And they're both uh, against division opponents at the Giants in week three on Monday night. And then against Dallas at home on a Thursday night. Let me just go through the schedule. You open with Carolina at home. That seems to make a ton of sense, right? Bang. It's Ron Rivera against his old team where he still has some salty feelings.
2: Um, Yeah, although I've sort of reconsidered the strategy here because I've been reading. I tried not to take into consideration that there are contingency plans and contingency planning with this schedule and just do it as if it were a normal situation. But they may front load AFC opponents so that if they do have to cut the season short, Uh, they can do it with, you know, the early season games. And maybe you get two weeks of AFC, NFC matchups wouldn't surprise me if that happens. But in a normal year, yeah, I thought Rivera against his former team, you know, two bad teams on paper going into the end of the year. You know, not a not a high profile spot, but Sunday afternoon, yeah. one o'clock. You know, with the Panthers in town, they, the Redskins haven't opened up at home since twenty um, seventeen. So the last two years have been road okay. openers. So I, I figured they'd be at home this year. All right, that was Week the two Monday Cleveland. nighter,
0: right? She for that for that opener. What was that? Was that the Steeler Monday nighter when they last opened up at home? Um,
2: 2017 on was Monday. Philadelphia at home. They open with the Eagles at home. home. Okay. Yeah.
1: At, at Cleveland Week 2, 1 o'clock start. That screams 1 o'clock start. At the Giants yeah. Week 3, Monday night football, uh, the networks, New York versus Washington is catnip for the Northeast Corridor media conglomerate, right? They're always going to put that at some point in prime. Yeah, time, I mean, right?
2: you know, they've played the Giants a bunch on Thursday night football, you know, over the years. Sure. So I, I considered that. I don't think the Redskins get any more than the minimum required two national TV games. Everybody plays one Thursday night, and I think everybody plays at least one Monday night. I could be wrong about that, the Monday night. but I know I thought everybody
1: they were only required Thursday. a Thursday. I thought they were only required that may a Thursday. True. But who knows? That
2: may be true, but I think it's two total. So I don't see them in the Sunday night spot. Monday okay. night is is no. now the lesser of the two. No,
1: unless we get flexed. Ah-ha. Yeah. <laughs> Ah-ha. Wouldn't that be a wonderful yeah. problem to have? Baltimore yeah. at home, Not week, likely. Four. Baltimore at home Baltimore week four Baltimore week four at one o'clock game for the MVP coming down ninety five. That'll be interesting. Dallas week five at home. Thursday night you've got that one. And then yeah, got yeah, us cruising night. into a bye. So it's really a super buy. Because it's a Thursday nighter into a
2: bye, which is what they had last year, Zabe, when they played the Vikings on Thursday night, and then they had their bye week before they played Buffalo, which gave you know Dwayne all that time to prepare.
1: (laughs) If that's the case, I think it's too early for a bye. Don't you agree that anything before Week Eight is not ideal?
2: Maybe, but you know the two national television games I put early in the season, primarily because you know. November is a sweeps month. If if you notice in the NFL scheduling over the years, some of the biggest matchups are in November. And I just don't see the Redskins being a sweeps um, team anymore. And so I kept them out of November with their national TV games. That's the logic with with that. Now, last year, that Minnesota game was a November – no, actually it might have been in late October – um, uh, game in, in Minnesota, and they had the Chicago Monday night game early in the year. But typically over the years, some of the big heavyweight matchups, even though there are a lot of them, and they get spread you know over the entirety of the schedule, but some of the biggest ones of the year are in November.
1: After the bye week at Pittsburgh, 1 o'clocker uh, in late October, at San Francisco now in week what will be 7, even though it's game number Well, actually, week eight, game number seven, at San Fran, 425, obviously, West Coast game. Philadelphia at home, 1 o'clock game. Seattle at home, 1 o'clock game. At Arizona on the 22nd of November, that's the week before Thanksgiving, 4.05 game. That'll be an attractive travel game if people are up for traveling that time of year, right? Arizona in the fall.
2: Arizona in the fall, late fall. That's the uh, that's the Sunday before Thanksgiving week. So yeah, Dwayne um, versus
1: Dwayne versus Kyler Murray should be pretty right, sexy right that there. Uh, Rams at home in the Sean McVay homecoming game the Sunday after Thanksgiving. That's a one o'clocker.
2: Well, I mean, West Coast teams come east all the time, but just so you know. Um, another sort of scheduling uh, area of schedule expertise on on, mm-hmm. on your boys' part here. Almost all of the East Coast games in the you know once the flex scheduling starts are earmarked for 1 p.m. Eastern, and then and then, and they then they flex. can
1: flex them into four. Yeah,
2: they can flex them into the four o'clock window or into the Sunday night window. Exactly.
1: When what what week do we start flex? I don't even
2: week? know. It? It's sometime in November.
1: I thought, Scott, it might have been only the last four games or four weeks, but who knows. But I think it's uh, longer the, than that.
2: Yeah, it's longer at than Detroit,
1: that. It's... At Detroit yeah. the following week, this is early December, in the mock schedule, Kevin's proprietary mock yeah, schedule, based on a phalanx of models and other uh, intel that he gathers league-wide. Done at in Philadelphia, three minutes this year. At Philadelphia, Cincinnati, at home, at Dallas, and at the Giants, so they will... The Redskins at will sweep...
2: Home. Giants at home. Giants at home, yes.
1: Year. Right, yeah. so they'll sweep, and the, the year ends on the 3rd of January this year, because it begins right. on the 13th of September. So they sweep through the division three out of four weeks in the final stretch at Philly, at Dallas, and that the Giants, or home against the Giants in your mock schedule did you do a mock preliminary record with this
2: i don't I, I don't i leave that up to you and and, uh, and i'm sure <laughs> andy, and one. i'm sure andy somewhere has already done it five times um, Andy told me yeah, six well, and
1: ten i said you you negative sob i said i look at this team and i say it's an eight win team get lucky they could win 10 if they get well, really good be and be lucky they can win 11 i know wait what did we, you
2: say well, they well, could win 11 if things went well I said if they're good and lucky. Win 11. Hello? They haven't won 11 since 91. Do theory, bro. We're due. We're due. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> Dude, this defense is going
1: to be sick. Like, seriously. Sure. If we're not It'll top five sick. defensively, if we're not top five in sacks, top five in turnovers, top five in yards allowed per game, I'll eat a pumpkin. Pumpkin. Right or a
0: pickle Pie. or something, Slice. and don't forget something. about that Arizona game when they go and they face not only Kyler but also uh, that DeAndre Hopkins DeAndre. guy who now runs with. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. uh, week. Well, uh, flex starts in week five. By the way.
2: It, yeah, it well, starts much earlier now. Yeah, you, I wow, think they changed five. that a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, now more than um, ever, Kevin. Now more than ever, my phrase rings true as can be.
2: Let's Let's go go have have ourselves a season.
1: season. Let's go have ourselves. That that little saying, which I said innocently years ago, boy, does it carry so much weight and meaning now. Let's go have ourselves a season, please, God, from my lips to your ears. Nice job.
2: It's one of of my favorite Zabisms, um, and this (laughs) year it really is meaningful. Well, I appreciate the call. This has basically about 24 more hours of shelf life, and then we'll have the real thing. (laughs)
1: And could you check the nam on this possible snow event? I'll, I'll go
2: check it for you. And I'll, I'll text. I'll text both of you. Please. He do. said
1: the twelve z the twelve z gfs says Baltimore could get hit with a little bit of uh, May snow train. I don't know what the twelve z gfs is.
2: I. Uh, you know what? I, I did read something about this. I don't think we've ever had snow in May. I can't imagine that we have.
1: He said temps should drop into the thirties on Friday night. It's possible some of the snow could stick grass
2: we'll wow see. that's unbelievable all right
1: all, all right, right kevin guys. thank you bud there you Thanks. go all right. all right, kevin sheehan is mock schedule I, I i i i like the thinking on it, it makes so- sense i don't know about two national games so early on but as was is the case with the redskins it's like uh it's like a cafeteria buffet scott you got to get to it early before the food starts to get little mangy looking you know Exactly. <laughs> you got to get the redskins when hope still abounds early in the year when it's like, hey, man, we can be something this year. No, we're not anything this year. Very few people like the skin on the soup. So, yeah, you got to eat right. before that thing grows hair. Eleven is a fantasy. I understand that. <laughs> and we have not won 11 in 30 years. Twenty-nine, Twenty-nine. years. Right. Twenty-nine? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine depending on how you count the years by one at some point we we got to just fall into it like a guy stumbling down the stairs and popping up unscathed like yeah it was nothing yeah, 11 wins i don't know i do want to read some of the in my words Dwayne haskins it was on redskins.com it was not something he necessarily wrote it was sort of as told to some of the redskins uh media Staff And it's got some interesting insights in it about what it was like as a rookie, what he learned, and from whom did he learn it. We'll get to that after the DMV Sports Desk here at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980 and 99.5 FM in Richmond, as well as 1027 on our affiliate ESPN Richmond. The DMV Sports Desk on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM.
0: The latest brought to you by Auto Nation. I'm Scott Lynn. AutoNation is open and ready to assist you. Shop online or over the phone, and they'll deliver your vehicle to you. Plus, take advantage of 25% off all service, oil changes, tires, batteries, and more. Visit AutoNation.com and drive safe. Starts off with the Burgundy and Gold. They added an old lineman today, depth purposes. His name is Mike Liebke, L-I-E-D-T-K-E, one-year deal, most recently with the Buccaneers. NFL schedule released tomorrow night. League's got a ticket refund plan for canceled games or for those held without fans. Roger Goodell writing, AP reporting. All clubs will have a policy in place under which... If a game is canceled or is played under conditions that prohibit fans from attending, anyone purchasing a ticket directly from the club, like season tickets or group sales and or partial season plans, will have the option of either receiving a full refund or applying the amount paid toward a future ticket purchased directly from the club. Ticketmaster and SeatGeek said they'd fully refund all sales within 30 days of said cancellation. StubHub will do so in states where the law requires it. Jadeveon Clowney still unsigned, weighing some offers, says he's healthy. Says he'll be ready to go whenever camp begins. He remains open to a return to Seattle. Former Jags linebacker Telvin Smith not guilty plea to charges of unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. Next court date in a couple weeks, still facing up to 15 years in prison if convicted. Preakness Stakes, according to a WBAL-TV report in Baltimore, says it'll run on October the 3rd. They were scheduled for May the 16th. DMV weather, 54 clouds in Silver Spring. Chance of showers a little later on this evening. Sun comes back tomorrow after a night spent in the mid to upper 40s, low to mid 60s for your Thursday. Nobody's really sure what time it is these days. Wake up with Kevin Sheehan show, 6 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Doc and Galdi, 9 to noon. Be Mitch at noon. ZAPE Show takes you home 3 to 7 on the T980 and 95.9 FM. More of the ZAPE Show on this Wednesday. We are live. From the 95.9 FM, Team 980 Studios.
1: Zabe, over to you. All right, thank you, Scott. Uh, Text messages coming in via the text line 330-99-Zabe. 757 says, I wanted to share with you, Zabe, I lived within driving distance to UC Santa Barbara when I was a kid. You mean the Harvard of the West? Ding. Yes, indeed. My first college or pro sporting event I ever went to was a UCSB basketball game. Probably in the 1989 to 1992 zone, were you covering the team then? <laughs> was I? <laughs> I was just the voice of the Gauchos in 1992. I mean, hello, no, no sports big fans. Deal. It's Steven Zaben with the call. You know, Scott, we have not taken. I have not taken the advantage of this opportunity of the shutdown to pull out some old tapes. I've got those old tapes of me calling games. And we could listen we to time. them and laugh, and laugh and maybe say, hey, you know what? That's not terrible. Today in yeah, I did the uh, Yeah, did that. 740, uh, Zayb Moores was the right answer on the Bubble Boy episode of Seinfeld. But there was a misprint that said moops. And then they got into a fight because the kid was in the bubble and he said moops. I go to Oakland any time to catch a game. If I had a chance to go to the Vegas home opener, I think I would hesitate. So says the seven hundred three. Okay, everyone's going to have their own fear curve of how much do they want to get out and do things. Nine hundred four. How about a mock point spread for all these games? Come on, guys, you're slacking. Oh, for God's sakes. Really? You don't, you don't need a mock. There's a real one for the whole season. for every game.
0: Uh, there was one. No, there can't w- be. No, there. there is, they already have. For you know, not for when these games are because we don't know that part. But I think they were only favored in two games, and they were double-digit dogs on several occasions, including the Ravens' visit here and at San Francisco. I'll grab you the uh, I'll grab you the numbers.
1: Okay, four one two. Yesterday, Zave I heard you talking about documentaries um, with Tim Kirkjian about baseball and what would compare to the Jordan documentary, and you said Oakland. There are two on the Oakland A's in the 1970s. One was with Bob Costas on MLB Network. It's okay. The best one, though, is called Rebels of Oakland. It includes the Athletics and Raiders of the 1970s. It was written by Frank DeFord. Well, that alone, I think, screams out quality. DeFord is one of our best sports writers of any generation. 6'50, Marcus Allen's the best running back I have ever seen in a class act. When Al Davis threw him out, all he did was complete his Hall of Fame career while never bad mouthing Oakland once. It is why I routinely walked into Oakland Alameda County Stadium wearing my red 32 jersey of Marcus Allen as a Kansas City Chief. Yeah, Marcus Allen is such a bad dude and such a smooth dude as well. I mean, just carries himself like royalty. You see him at Radio Row at the Super Bowl, and you're like, wow. That guy's still 40%. looking good. Like he can still go for a hundred yards these Always. days. Yes. Two oh two, no offense, Abe, but NHL ninety four for Sega Genesis, okay, but Blades of Steel Come was on. the best hockey game ever. Totally two dimensional and no no. Blades of Steel was no. a nice appetizer, but once NHL ninety four came out. Right.
0: That's not even. That's yeah. crazy talk. Blades of steel was fun, and then they cut away to the fight, the fight screen, and you had guys flying all over the place, tripping, and fall at, man, come
1: on with that. It was fun. Ninety four blew it away. Three hundred one. Wait a minute, Zabe. Are you telling me Dan Marino didn't have a discussion with the rookie quarterback Tua Tonga Vailoa and give him permission to take number thirteen out of mothballs, a la Mister Haskins and Mister Thiesman? Yeah, Tua's going to wear number one, which I like. Badass. Him and Kyler Murray, who's sporting the one, mm-hmm. and Cam, Cam, who sported the one last year, and Kyle Slaughter. There's <laughs> your trivia question. Only four guys wearing the one in the NFL. Thanks. Um, I like Tua in the number one. I think it looks cool. But I wonder if there is any inkling... I mean, Marino's in the Hall of Fame. Theismann is not. Theismann has a Super Bowl. Marino does not. Probably a bit much to take Marino's thirteen out. I mean, more iconic than Theismann's seven. Yeah. Boy, they- yes.
0: Yes. And and Tua said as soon as he was drafted. For me, I'm not too worried about what number I have. I understand number thirteen's retired, and it should be Dan Marino. He's the goat. He's like the mayor out there, and I have much respect for him. Whatever number I'm given by that organization, if it's 78 or 99, I'll wear it. It doesn't matter. So he said all the right things. He didn't
1: even, he probably didn't even ask, nor should he have. Good for him. Okay. Uh, Then this one from the 804. Glad to have you back on the air here in Richmond. We're glad to be on the air. 99.5 FM, 1027 as well on ESPN Richmond. All right, Dwayne Haskins, in my words. This on Redskins.com, compiled by staff writer Zach Selby. And where do we begin? Let me pick it up with this. He talks about when he was growing up and how he had been a Redskin fan pretty much his whole life. He said he moved from Virginia to Gaithersburg, Maryland, about a 40-minute drive from FedEx Field, in his freshman year of high school and attended Bullis School in Potomac. I won MVP at my first Nike camp in the Redskins indoor facility. I went to Skins games in high school, and I remember writing about quarterback Robert Griffin III as the sports editor of my school paper. By the way, uh, RG3 just tweeted the other, well, yesterday I think it was. Yeah. I'm tired of being disrespected. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. <laughs> Stop. What's his... uh? Is he under contract for one more year in Baltimore as the backup for a nominal amount of money? I believe that to be the case, yes. Interesting. Back to uh, our current quarterback. Ohio State sets the bar high, says says Haskins in this piece for Redskins.com, just because of the atmosphere you play in on game day at the Horseshoe. I was playing at Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan State, playing in the Big Ten Championship game and the Rose Bowl. Those are some big-time atmospheres. Absolutely correct. In the NFL, every game is a big-time atmosphere except for those at FedEx. The fans don't seem to come because I guess we're bad, and I understand. Oh, wait, I added all that. I added all that. Never mind. That's not.
0: not In the NFL,
1: NFL, every game is a big-time atmosphere, says Dwayne. A lot of college teams might have several professional caliber players. In the NFL, everyone is on that level. Yeah, baby, that's how it works. But I was ready, he said. I definitely feel like I was prepared to play, at least not to be scared of the moment. Meeting Adrian Peterson for the first time was crazy. He does everything you see on the highlight tape as a kid. He's just a true OG. Uh, That's original gangster for you kids out there. You try not to be in too much awe of him because he's your teammate, but you admire what he's been through. Him, Landon Collins, Morgan Moses, they've all tried to mentor me since I came into the league. And then there was the quarterback room that had Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, and Alex Smith. Being around a veteran guy who's earned his keep isn't foreign territory for me. At Ohio State, I played behind J.T. Barrett. He was a three-time captain in all Big Ten selection. He broke school records. I also remember watching Colt when he played at Texas. I remember Case at Houston throwing for 5,000-plus yards. I remember Alex running for a touchdown against the Saints in the NFL Divisional Playoffs in 2012. All those guys helped me in several ways. They recommended I lift on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays so my body has more time to recover and I can meet with the quarterbacks and coaches longer. Quarterbacking in the NFL is much more complicated and difficult. Everyone is good at what they do. In college, you get away with so much. And then on top of that, you're not playing the best teams all the time. A linebacker can mess up on a cover, too. He drops the wrong way, and you throw a touchdown. In the NFL, that's never going to happen. I can't be sloppy with my eyes. If I stare at the tight end for too long, they're going to jump the route. These guys are so in tune with the quarterback that they're even able to read your body language. Oh, This this is a
0: very cool anecdote right here.
1: I remember talking to Ryan Anderson and Tim Settle, and they said to me they could tell when I was going to snap the ball based on where I was standing. It's stuff that you don't even know people are noticing. I was always looking for feedback from them, and I would ask questions like, am I settling better? Is my cadence more efficient where I'm saying my ready more loudly, or am I holding longer before the snap? It's stuff you might not necessarily notice as a young guy. I just had to learn how to pick up the nuances that can make you a pro. During training camp, I heard all the talk from the media discussing who won the day between Colt, Case, and myself. Avoiding that stuff is definitely easier said than done. Well, when you're on social media, as much as you are, it's going to be impossible, but that's okay. We knew we were in a competition with one another. Case was trying to be the best case he could be every day, and Colt was trying to be the best Colt he could be every day. Eventually, Case became the starter, but I understood the decision. He, along with Colt, had knowledge of the system, their leaders, their veterans. They've played in the NFL before, and they know what it looks like and have more experience. I knew my opportunity would come, though. I just had to stay prepared. Probably the biggest thing I took from Case, says Dwayne, was that you have to have the right guys and the right mindset to overcome losing. I had my dogs and my parents with me. I talked to Urban Meyer and Terry McLaurin. They all helped me stay focused. In college, it's easy to buy in. You're on scholarship, your food's free, your rent's free. All you care about is walking to class, playing on Saturdays, and hopefully doing enough on Saturdays to get to the league. In the NFL, says Dwayne, some players want new contracts. Some players want to get traded. Some players don't want to be there. Some players want to be there. Some players are married with kids, and some players walk around and do whatever they like. But that's the cool thing about playing quarterback. You find a way to bring those people together and build a team. That's some good insight right there, and it's totally true. And I think it's one of the more challenging things for any player in the league, but especially a quarterback who is now the de facto f- the franchise, Whether or not he's earned it or not, just by virtue of where the team picked him. You do have guys, family men that don't go out, young dudes who want to live the life, guys who are disgruntled, guys like Trent who are holding out, guys who are all like, come on, let's do this, other guys who are like, man, this scheme we're playing is junk. That's what they tell you when you're hanging out playing PS4 at home, and you have to shake it off, deal with it, process it. It's much different. College, you're all in that same boat together, basically. You're all student athletes. You're all there as part of the program, and, and life is simple. And then the next minute, boom, you get thrown into the pros. It's tough. I like uh, Dwayne. I, I think he has shown some real flashes of, wow. He has been, to me, more agile mobile, meaning evasively mobile, step up, hop left, sprint right, deliver on the run, Than I even thought he would be. No one's going to confuse him with a break the pocket and punish you for 25 yards downfield kind of runner. But he has been more nimble in the pocket and has made big time throws out of some of those off schedule plays than I expected. Learning curve is still very steep for him, and there were well documented reports about a less than maniacal work ethic in the first season. And that was what you got from Adrian Peterson at one point in the year. And I think Haskins has heard those sirens and those warnings loud and clear. And I think he has taken them seriously. So let's hope. Let's hope that he'll have a big year. What else did you uh, take from the piece? I just read some highlights of it. it. Sounds like I read the whole piece. I didn't. I read No, there's a, a lot more to it.
0: I, uh, I like the maturity part, Zabe. I mentioned the anecdote that you did share about Ryan Anderson and Tim Settle. It never ceases to amaze me that young guys get stuff so quickly. So Ryan Anderson was two years into the league. Tim Settle was one when Dwayne Haskins was drafted. And in the training camp in Richmond, when Haskins comes in, they're like, yeah, I know what that guy's going to do. That's, that's, that's a quick study as far as yeah. that goes. That's pretty badass. And I like the fact that he was talking to the guys on the other side of the, of the field. You know, you spend, you've been to Richmond, you've been to training camps, you spend guys, you spend time with guys who are your own position in your own room. Like I told B. Mitch, you ask a different dude from the D-line, the linebackers, the safeties, the corners, every, every day off the field, you walk with somebody different and pick their brain. It can do nothing but help you. Hey, what did you see today? Hey, I burned you on that, but what did you see? Hey, you picked me off three times today. Please tell me what you saw. He's communicating, and it does look like he's growing up. He's starting to get it, or already
1: is getting it. All right, very good. Coming up, the Daily Zabe, all the news that matters to me. There's a coronavirus-related story that is so spooky, I swear to God, when I first read it, it made my blood run cold. Now, it's the news that matters to Zabe. Step right up, step right up. Oh, it's the
0: subject matter I'm sure you're familiar with. Whether it matters to you or not. All
1: that matters is power.
0: This, this is the Daily Zay. Brace yourselves, America, for some potential
1: mind-blowing news on the Team 980 and theteam980.com. Daily Zay brought to you by Healthnetics, a premium brand CBD I prefer and use. If you're confused about CBD and what it is, what they say about it, skeptical, try Healthnetics because you got a 100%, 100% money-back guarantee and you get 20% off by using promo code TEAM. That's T-E-A-M. Their products are all natural, made in the USA, THC-free, undergo third-party lab testing, ensuring quality and purity. And right there in the lab, right there in the package is the lab results if you want to go look it up yourself. So you got that going for you. Aches and pains, anxiety, sleeplessness, it could all be helped considerably by using Healthnetics. Give it a shot. That's Healthnetics.com, promo code TEAM for 20% off. We start Dateline conspiracies and spookiness. I don't know about you, Scott. I'm usually a guy that doesn't get weirded out by stuff. You know, this whole murder hornet, like it's a big bug. Come on. This story though, freaks me out. Headline. Coronavirus researcher with significant findings found shot to death at pittsburgh yep what oh God. God. university of pittsburgh coronavirus researcher bing liu has been shot dead according to allegheny county medical examiners he was reportedly on the verge of a major breakthrough on the wuhan corona virus according to the hill he was found murdered in his home with multiple gunshot wounds Police believe the case to be a murder-suicide, suicide. as an associate of Lou's was found dead in his car not far away. I'm sorry. I'm going to call on that. Bless you. In other words, somebody... First of all, first of all, scientists don't get murdered in cold blood in their homes. Period. That's number one. Number Number two, murder-suicide. So you're telling me an associate of his was also found dead. And you can say, oh, murder-suicide, interesting. Hmm. Could it be that somebody who didn't want a major breakthrough on this or at least wanted to slow the roll on it decided he's the guy that's got to go and if the price of it is another poor innocent associate that we also kidnap at gunpoint and say you come with us and after we're done shooting this guy we're going to make it look like you committed suicide yourself Oh, what do you know he was jealous because and they probably cook up a story this associate was jealous because they thought this researcher was going to get the credit for the major breakthrough in regards to the virus and he couldn't stand it anymore and maybe they were secret lovers or who knows what some crazy stuff this is straight out of the x-files bro this is not usual stuff now i hope that whatever breakthroughs he was on the verge of he kept notes or he shared with colleagues or they have some system right they gotta be sharing notes about hey man i found that out about the virus might want to pursue this what do you think I think you're spot on. I think this is an episode
0: of Dateline that has yet to be filmed. This, and I saw this on the morning news magazines, it freaked me the bleep out because I'm like, "What did this guy know? Why is he no longer with the
1: living?" Right, boo, big right, boo. yes, big boo. Let's hope. Let's hope that. Well, first of all, it's terrible that he, he's been murdered, but let's hope that there's a more innocent explanation. Speaking of freaky things. Dateline, the Bronx, two masked suspects were caught on surveillance video with pistols and silencers, fatally shooting a man in broad daylight. The victim, 51-year-old Francisco Rosado, was reportedly the head of the Pagan Motorcycle Club's Bronx chapter. No arrests have been made, and I guarantee you none will be made because what were the two armed men wearing? Masks. Masks. So let's see nobody's around, the streets are empty, it's not the usual kind of, hey, you're going to get caught if you try to do this in broad daylight, and you get to wear a mask because that's what's going on. Again, I'm not advocating that we should stop wearing masks, but this is going to be a a, a potentially uh, bad byproduct of this kind of stuff. Craziness. Dateline Twitter. Apparently they want us to think before sending offensive tweets, Scott. Jack Dorsey, the CEO of the social media platform, At Jack. says they'll begin rolling out a feature that will prompt users who have written a tweet using offensive or hurtful language to reconsider before hitting the send button. The experimental feature informs users who try to send a potentially vulgar tweet that their words are similar to those in posts that have been reported already, and it gives them the option to revise it or to send it out. Why am I still on this stupid thing? I know why I'm on it because it still is effective. It's an effective news aggregator. It's great for harvesting content. But my God, really? Okay. The test will run oh, for a few weeks. We'll focus only on English language tweets. There's going to be a lot of ducking idiots suddenly appearing on Twitter, right? <laughs> If you want Dateline. to your, you know resignation letter, you go. We're not going to stop you. Dateline Tanzania. Anytime I can get a goat story with Scott on board, i do it. It's just the way I like to roll. <laughs> Coronavirus <laughs> test kits have, asp- have aroused suspicions in Salaam, Tanzania after results taken from goats and fruit have come back positive. In what the country's leader has dubbed a technical error. I got this apple here. It's positive for coronavirus. Coronavirus? What the hell? Goats as well. Somebody joked you should always test goats and apples in tandem. Everybody knows that. I guess that's a scientist. Nerds. Scott, would you eat a goat that's been contaminated with the coronavirus? No, I would not, but I would absolutely like to get into a pineapple. Yeah! That's what I wanted. All right, coming up next hour, uh, we will talk with Michael Wilbon about The Last Dance. He's got a column out as well. Amongst the victims taking big fat L's from Jordan, one of them is Charles Barkley, who he is definitely still on the outs with because of criticisms Barkley made of Jordan running the Charlotte franchise.